Welcome to the Evolve Leadership Innovation Podcast, hosted by myself, Kim Ford, CEO of Rise Pittsburgh. I'm thrilled to showcase industry leaders and their approach to workforce innovation. Because Next looks different for every company today. Let's learn, grow, and connect as we dive deep into leadership evolution. Let's evolve together. Welcome to Evolve. In this series, we are showcasing leaders and really their approach to workforce innovation. Dennis, we have known each other for a while now and very familiar with your group. Would you mind just taking a minute to introduce yourself and kind of what Black Knight Security does? Sure. Uh, my name is Dennis Lee Jack. I'm the president and founder of Black Knight Security. So we provide um, unarmed security guard services and presently we're serving three markets, which is Pennsylvania, um, Ohio and Chicago. We also offer um, CPR first aid and AED training. And then um, we do some security consulting as well, helping buildings either um, create their security plans or their security budgets, but we also help them um, write emergency action plans to make sure they're compliant with OSHA regulations. Wow. Well, how, I mean, you think about the pandemic and kind of think about the impact on your business and your the people you serve in your industry, you know, how, what does that look like for you? Um, well, I'll tell you, it was really interesting because when the pandemic jumped off, I was in Chicago and I got stuck here and I got stuck here because there was an outbreak of this new thing called COVID at Chicago's Midway Airport. And so um, I think probably like all other business owners and people in business, we kind of find, found ourselves scrambling. And so all the way down to the rudimentary of what is a pandemic? What do you do during a pandemic? What is this new thing called COVID-19? And is this going to put us out of business? Because I'm sitting there wondering, are buildings going to close? Are tenants going to vacate? Are they going to move? You know, are they all going to go remote worker? And then our clients don't need security. Are, you know, so I, I had immediately raced. I had immediately raced to worst case scenario, building occupancy is going to plummet. The building's operational budgets are going to plummet. And therefore, we can't afford security anymore. And so, um, Fortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, basically we had kind of had to um, align ourselves with our clients in regard to how are we going to behave during this pandemic? If you have people coming into the building, how are we going to enforce your rules? And we employ frontline workers. So how are we going to keep our frontline workers safe? And I, I didn't get to run my company in the beginning of this pandemic. I got to be reactive. How am I going to get my hands on PPE, sanitizer, sanitizing wipes to keep, you know, the guards workstations clean. And we just kind of found ourselves running around a little bit just to try to keep our people safe because we, we couldn't, we couldn't get masks. We couldn't get anything for them. So in the beginning, it was a little bit nerve wracking. I, I bet. And, and if you fast forward, you know, to today, you know, obviously you had this concern of the future and people coming back to buildings and buildings not potentially needing security. What does it look like right now? Yeah, right. So what it looks like right now is we had this juncture of everybody closed. And so we had, I think it was six years in a row. We had six years in a row where we've been on the Pittsburgh Fast 50 
which of course is the 50 fastest growing companies in Pittsburgh. And so, you know, I'm proud of that because to me, we're providing a service that the marketplace finds value in. And um, last year was the first year in six years we saw a drop in revenue. And so the drop was twofold. It was Carnegie Library closed, the Greater Johnstown School District closed, the charter schools we have in Chicago and Pittsburgh, they all closed. So that all that revenue immediately dropped off of our table. And in conjunction with revenue dropping, we could not sell. And we couldn't sell because nobody in the middle of a pandemic is going to change security providers. And so once they finally got off of that, and so we had the first quarter of last year prior to the pandemic starting, we had closed right around 300,000 worth of new business. So that's a fine pace. And then second quarter and third quarter, we closed nothing. And then fourth quarter, we closed 1.6 million. And so, the, and so the fourth quarter is everyone's on the other side of the pandemic. We're all going to survive. Our businesses are going to be okay. Our buildings are going to be okay. And then what happened was we had some competitors that during the pandemic, they fell on their face. And so we got, we got, you know, calls from buildings or clients that said, I show up in the morning and there's not a guard at my desk and nobody called me. And then when I got in touch with my account rep, they, you know, they blamed it on COVID that we can't get anyone to come to work because of COVID. And so um, I would say to you, our trend lately, when you say, what does today look like? Um, we are getting hired on a fairly consistent basis, meeting almost monthly by homeowners associations in Chicago, because historically they have employed their door staff in-house, meaning they work for the homeowners association. And so you're limited to that staff of five or six people when you try to do it yourself. And so when a pandemic hits, when civil unrest hits, and you don't have the subject matter expertise to deal with the civil unrest, and you don't have the numbers or the staff to deal with uh, a pandemic, then, you know, they look to outsource it because when you outsource it, I have 130, 130 employees in Chicago. Now, am I going to train 130 people for one building? Of course not. But if a building requires six people, I'm going to train another six people not assigned to that account. So we have bench strength. So, you know, their model of doing it in-house limits them to those five or six people. And then as soon as somebody gets COVID or you have a COVID scare, you know, they, they've lost half their staff. And so that's that's the trajectory we're on now and how we had to kind of change our company is, yes, we're a security guard company. And first and foremost, that's our area of expertise. But now a lot of the training we do is hospitality training. It's concierge training. It's door staff training for these beautiful high-end condos in Chicago. And it's really um, a model that's taking off for us. So it's been a lot of fun kind of adapting to, you know, my military mindset and the security mindset to, you got to smile and wave. And so we've been spending a lot of time lately talking about um, Sam Walton's 10-foot rule. And we've been spending a lot of time lately talking about the Disney way and how to tell somebody no without ever saying no. And so it's been an, been an interesting learning, that's for sure. You know, and not to go completely off track, but one of the things that I recall from our previous many conversations is how you reward your people 
for providing consistent good service for being loyal. Do you mind just kind of talking about that? I, I think it's significant. I think it says a lot to your leadership skills and the company itself. Sure. And that's, um, you know, and that goes back to my history of I, I started in this industry, you know, when I got out of the military. And so I, I've known from day one that I started this company that it's going to be the people that are going to make or break this company. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be my words. It's going to be our people making my words true. And so I wanted to ensure that um, I rewarded them. I rewarded their efforts. I rewarded their loyalty. And so um, we do, you know, we try to be different. And so we have a monthly perfect attendance raffle where we raffle off a hundred dollar Visa gift card. We have a six month perfect attendance raffle where we raffle off a $500 Visa gift card. And so we're trying to incentivize the behavior that our workforce and our clients find value in number one, which is consistently come to work and come to work on time. Um, so we have those two functions every month. Um, I host a monthly birthday luncheon. So anybody that has birthday in that month, we all get together. I take them to lunch. Unfortunately, that was paused, you know, during COVID. So now we're finally coming out of it and we're getting back to that. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, I'm, you know what I'm remembering, Dennis, is the I saw recently a bicycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, now I'm so, trying to connect the dots. Where, where does the bicycle come in? Sure. So um, we have an anniversary program. And so uh, if you're with Black Knight for five years, um, they get a $500 personalized gift. And so they know they can't get cash. They can't get gift cards. So they have to get a gift. And um, I take them shopping. And so if they're with us five years, they get $500. If they're with us 10 years, they get a $1,000 gift. Um, I have somebody that recently hit his 15 year anniversary. So he got a $1,500 gift. And so <clears throat> the bicycle you're talking about, and the fun thing for me is I've been able to share these shopping trips with my children and primarily my daughter. So my daughter's probably gone on these shopping trips with our employees probably 20 times. I would guess. And so the, the bicycle you saw was we were in Cleveland last month. We had an employee. He had his five year anniversary. And I literally think I just met the nicest human on the earth. That was the first time I met him. And it was his five year anniversary. And uh, so he uh, needed a futon for his apartment. And so we bought him that. And then he bought that bicycle for one of his coworkers, which is another one of our guards. And so he was concerned about her. She lives fairly close to the site. And his concern was her car is not all that great. And if her car breaks down, I want her to have a re another form of transportation to be able to get her to work so she can keep earning money. And so he actually used part of his gift to buy a gift for a coworker. And, and so, um, you know, so the anniversary gifts is probably my favorite thing because most of the employees, when we go shopping, I take them to dinner or I take them to lunch. And then you know, if we go on a five-year anniversary trip, most of them are saying to me, I look forward to seeing you in another five years and we'll celebrate my 10-year anniversary. And that, just so you know, that kind of thinking was all inspired by a book called The Dream Manager, which is about a couple of brothers that started a janitorial company in Cleveland. And they knew they had to do some different things in order to attract and retain the people that they have to hire. And um, so it's... I appreciate you asking about it. It's one of my uh, yeah. It just came to mind as we were talking, and and I I just your your stories and and what you're doing and the leadership that you're bringing is is incredible. And I think that more and more companies are going to have to take on those skills 
to really make people want to be there, make people want to show up and participate and, and be loyal. And I mean, you know, a lot of CEOs and presidents right now are really struggling with what to do next. What does next look like? You're seeing kind of light at the end of the tunnel and a lot of people haven't yet. Do you have any advice for other people in your capacity um, that you could share? What does next look like? Oh, <laughs> if you're going to ask me what, what does next look like at Black Knight, I could answer that easily. But boy, giving advice, um, that is, uh, you know, I just said to you, like, boy, we we have completely had to kind of pivot and change a little bit. And um, I've enjoyed that. That's been fun. It took it took some effort, <laughs> you know, and people made fun of me. It took some effort because I'm like, what do you mean? We have to say no without saying no. And, you know, so it took me a second to kind of wrap my head around that. Um, I would say, I would say, don't be closed off to any ideas. I would say, get yourself in tune with your client's business and how this pandemic has impacted them and how, and, and is there some problem or challenge that you can help them solve that is, you know, and and in our case, it was occupancy has dropped. The building landlords are the ones that pay our fees. Occupancy has dropped. They're going to be looking to reduce expenses because their income has been reduced. And so trying to, you know, stay in touch with what our clients are dealing with or trying to overcome in this pandemic. And then is that, is that something that we can help them overcome? That makes sense. That's that's fantastic. Well, the whole goal of really evolve is to help leaders learn and to connect and grow with other leaders. And um, honestly, Dennis, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I think what you've shared is going to be incredibly valuable to other leaders around Pittsburgh and Chicago and around the country. And I can't thank you enough for spending your time today talking to me and talking to others and, and sharing what's going on with Black Knight. So thank you again. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure. And I, I always enjoy our conversation. I'm, I'm uh, appreciative that you invited me. Yeah. Take care. And I can't wait to hear the, the next success stories in the future. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on social media and let's continue to evolve together. See you soon.